0: We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible.
1: We convinced ourselves that they were gone. But they were just hibernating.
2: They came for everybody. Oh, please. Are we safe?
1: I guess we have ourselves reckoning.
3: What are you two talking about? Oh,
1: nothing. Just the end of the
0: world.
2: Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. tock, tock. Hey, everyone. Welcome to We Watch Watchmen, our Watchmen spinoff podcast from the Walking Dead TV podcast, where we're going to do an episode by episode look at the Watchmen miniseries presently airing on HBO. And we have a full house tonight. It's pretty awesome. Um,. You got Rich the Chub Chub Sheldon over there, yo. You got uh, Daryl Taylor over there. How you uh, doing, Mr. Russell Latham, fellow Watchmen enthusiast? Yes. <laughs> and live from Hollywood, Aaron
0: Newark.
2: who lives from the from the red carpet. Hey guys, all I, all I want to know is one thing: How is Knives Out? Or is that next week? That's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's uh, I'm so looking forward to that. This episode, this pilot, this first episode, I was incredibly impressed with. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. What is your general take on it?
4: I echo that exactly. I wasn't sure, even a little bit into it, I wasn't sure. But, man, by the time we got through it, I was just
1: exactly what you said. It's great. I I don't expect to hear too much like, disagreement on like at least liking this pilot episode. I will say, not it's not even about like getting into it or like slowly get. The second they showed me 1921 Tulsa, and I'm sure oh. we'll talk about this, but I'm like, oh my god, this show is gonna do so- this show's already gonna like rock the world on social media because there's so many people that have no idea what this is, and they're about right. to learn something. And, it, like, and just from there, it just went on. And I'm like, this is... Not only is it, like, have, like, some real cool ideas and whatnot, and it's showing me this whole, like, new expansion of the world, it's just so well made. Like, every every piece came together. This is, like, the best pilot I've seen in such a long time, in both a way that's like, I need to see all of the rest of this immediately, and I'm so thoroughly impressed. I want to keep watching this again just to catch all of the detail that they've packed into this episode. It's a terrific, terrific episode of television.
2: Daryl?
3: Uh, it blew me away. I mean, I had read about the massacres before, but um, opening that, I didn't know the show would get that deep into <laughs> into all of this uh, political stuff. Plus, I, I, it just it was, it was just a well-made story. I, I fell in love with these characters. I mean, I can't believe it was this strong. You know, usually we always have, the you know, you always forgive shows for, you know, for the first couple of episodes, but I'm telling you, man, Regina King, especially, I mean, I've always been a fan of hers, but yes. to see her... Take control and, and command of that screen. Uh, oh my God, she was just incredible. And and Don Johnson has always been uh, great when he's doing when he's playing any character. Um, there's always a sense of mischief about, about him when he plays a character, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. Um, but it's just oh my God, that world, the world of Watchmen after. The comic, uh, it's just so interesting, and they didn't even give us everything yet. Yeah, it we don't have everything. No, There's yeah. so much more. It's just, it's just it's just little pieces, a little, little, bit. Little,
2: little taste. Just little pieces. Now, Russ, I'm yeah. interested to hear your take because I know you were a little afraid it would be too political for your tastes. What did you think? Uh, I, I
5: was afraid. I was more afraid of. I wasn't sure what the show wanted to be because just based on the trailers and stuff, I it just seemed like. I don't I don't know what the show wants to be. And I, I, again, I kind of echo what you guys are saying. I mean, it was the, the dialogue, the writing, the the directing, the cinematography, the set pieces were phenomenal. Um, and it really I was really digging it. And then it got to the end and it, we'll get there. But there's something clicked with me at the end. And I was like, oh, that's genius. So mm-hmm. I, I, I the one thing I was afraid of going into it is the one thing that i got out of it at the end of the episode was okay i know what the show i know what the show is or i know i know what it's what it's wanting to be i know where the connection is i know where the parallel is um and it just kind of clicked for me so i i was extremely pleasantly surprised with with how good this was because again I, i i was very skeptical about about what they were trying to do and what it was and you know Lindelof. Kind of brings his own baggage uh, to stuff, so that you know there's that part of it that's sitting out there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready to go. Can
1: I ask as we get into this with Lindelof, like, what is it that when you say like baggage, like what else besides, because like listen to our listen to our listen to our zero
2: episode, we totally fair enough. Okay, all right. Well, even
3: Lindelof and. But if you even go by, I mean, I don't, you know, like you could, you even go by Linda Loft himself. He knows he has, you know, like there is, there is this baggage with when he does a show, especially when it's a genre show. People expect it to not work.
4: He turned this it down to be twice. Too
3: slow. Yeah, because he there is, it down, yeah, it's to the point now where it's like no matter what gets announced, he said it himself. He gets tired of it. It's like it's, it's to the point where. Because Lost was such a, an impactful show, and it didn't end as strongly as it began, it, some say. He's some say. I'm just, <laughs> just going by what he's saying. People didn't react to it. Yeah, no, I understand. Didn't react to the ending. By I'm I'm only going by his only reaction. People expected this not to work. People expected this to fail. I mean, you know, from the movie to the, you know, especially with more not wanting it to be done anyway. There's that baggage that comes with it. And, that, that's, um, that's, the, that's
5: the least amount
3: of baggage that. that, you're that right.
5: For and it, and it for me. still
4: could fall apart, but with a it strong could. opening like but this, people, I'm really doubting people, it will. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but people did not expect this to be put together as well as it, it was. And I think that it was a surprise. The other thing to
4: remember is Lindelof is a huge fan of the original source material.
1: So mm -hmm.
4: he's not, I don't, that's why he turned it down twice. He's like, I don't know if I want to mess with
1: this. I don't want to, I don't want to lean too hard on this. If you guys already talked about it, I'll just say coming into this, I am a huge fan of The Leftovers, which was the previous show that he ran. I mean, regardless of, regardless of work that he's done in other series, leftovers Mm -hmm. was his show like that was you know something he put together and that's what that's mainly what i'm coming in with this on i'm of course familiar with the rest of the work he's done and i mean mileage may vary from my perspective there's not a lot that i don't like from him specifically um i i did like lost like i can't say it's like this was my favorite show ever or whatnot but like just watching it from my kind of more casual oh, position boy, that oh, I seem boy. to have been in, which is similar to my thoughts on Westworld, I'm just like, yeah, I'm digging this. Like that's kind of that's kind of been my whole thing on that show. Um, and like I like Prometheus more than most people, it would seem. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. I like that. Re- regardless the leftovers is like my key in for him as far as like something that he's responsible for that. He's like ground mm-hmm. up built. And from that perspective, I'm thinking, yeah, of course this worked for me. Like his last HBO series worked for me. So it happens to involve a property that I'm very much indebted to. So yeah, more of this, please. That's, that's where I'm at right now.
2: Yeah. I don't want to uh, tread on that too much. Cause like I said, the zero episode, we talked yeah, about that, I understand. but I, I do want to circle back to this by saying, I think the, the phrase that kept coming back to me was well thought out. You know, Mm -hmm. like they Mm -hmm. took the logical extension of what happened in the comic and then, you know, brought that out to 2019. You know what I mean? And it's just really, really well thought out. Really, really well. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could tell, I mean, um, you know, when I when I when I talked to Dave Gibbons about the original Watchmen back in 2008 or whatever, he said that him and Alan Moore spent like months and months and months just creating the world, you know, just setting the table before they even decide to tell a story in that world. And you could tell they did a lot of world building in this. I mean, everything from the squid rain to Redford Nations.
1: Oh yeah, the, the little know, like,
2: details about America are fascinating. Yeah. And I tried to hit as many Easter eggs and little things like that as I could, but hopefully you guys will catch the one. You know, if I missed any. Um, and the one, the other thing too is, how many
5: times do we say whether
2: it's comics <clears throat> or
5: even we say it on The Walking Dead all the time? What's going on? In the rest of the world, what's going on in the rest of the country? What's going on mm-hmm. over here? So the fact that they're taking this and saying we're going to set this in Tulsa, Oklahoma, instead of you know New York City or you know where where the where the show where where the the book proper would take place, I think is kind of a cool concept because it's one of those things yeah. you always say is what's going on in other parts. So not only do we have a it's 30 years, you know, 30 some odd years later, but it's also in a different part of the world, too. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a that's a, a cool thing to explore.
1: Absolutely. And we start um, we start this episode. Can I get out um, real quick? I'm oh, sorry. Oh sure. I'm sorry. I'll, sh- I'll shut up for a while after this. I promise. I just want to say I've been, you know, I've been listening to podcasts for like 10 years. And your guys is, you know, the Watchmen podcast leading up to the film was essentially one of the first podcasts that I listened to like on a weekly basis as you guys were putting it out. So it's a real thrill for me to be on a, on, a, on the new Watchmen episodes of these podcasts right now. <laughs> nice, like man. to be involved in this. Like I'm very I'm very like it helps that the show's like fucking great, but I'm like I'm I'm really, it's it's a neat kind of cycle that we've entered into which is very fitting of Watchmen in general, I guess. Yeah. But as far as just being involved in this podcast right now. So yeah, I'm awesome. I'm looking forward to continuing down this road.
2: Awesome. Nothing ever ends, Aaron.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh we start this episode uh with a silent movie. Uh, a young boy is watching a silent movie in a movie theater uh of a masked man chasing a bandit and the it I don't I you know, I am I'm immediately looking for Easter eggs and everything, but he looked a lot like Hooded Justice to me at
0: first. Oh for yeah. Sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. He was oh in that's black... who I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Yeah. He had the hood, face covered uh yeah the long and he used the rope to like you know to last well 19, the
5: 1921, though that would have been that would have been a little before Hooded Justice though right
1: oh it no it's not supposed to be specifically Hooded Justice but I mean right, right. But it's certainly right. Evo-
2: exactly. it's certainly yes. evoking yes. him yeah right that's yeah. I'm, I didn't was... yeah I'm sorry
3: also it made, made me think a Long Ranger but okay. yeah
2: that too but oh, I yeah. mean I, but I mean that the look of that character made me think you know why is there a lone Justice guy riding a horse but it turns out it's right. not. It's yeah. uh, as we find out, as the boy is watching the silent movie. It's Bass Reeves, mm-hmm. the Marshal of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and uh, a real marshal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they show his badge, you know, and everything. And that becomes a um, like a visual motif as well through the whole thing. The star of the badge, you know, yep. all the way to the very end. Um, the,
1: we're okay. we're, gonna, we're gonna. There's so many things. I
2: know, like this, I know, I know. Like I said,
1: watching, I tried, I tried to Bas- get them all. We're watching this Bass Reeves character taking down a white sheriff, and yeah, uh, in, in this silent movie, which is like right away, I'm thinking this is like trying to reverse Birth of America. Like the, just the way it's like shot, the way they're showing it and everything, And it already sets you up for like the rest of the show, which is so heavily oh indebted God. to like black
3: imagery. There's right. so oh yeah. much, there's so many loaded oh, yeah. things going on here. I did yell. It was so black. I couldn't. Have my, it just blew me away. Well, no, it I mean, did, there's I didn't that, expect it to be that
2: way. Well, there's like the okay. black Oklahoma. There's the black yeah. mural that she walks in yeah. front of. I mean, hey, hey you of. can't call it that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to say it was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> um, the boy is watching, and his mom is playing piano in the theater. But he's all by himself in the theater watching this movie. And there, I, uh, it's, it kind of reminds me the, the the little boy holding the pig or whatever. Like, totally reminded me of, like, Blazing Saddles. You know? <laughs> it's Bass Reeves! You know? And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and then it, it says, there will be justice today. Trust in the law. And as soon as that title card comes up, we hear, like, a siren go off. Mm-hmm. And the mother stops playing. And she knows something is going on and grabs the boy, and the father comes in, and we uh, we see the race massacre of Tulsa in 1921. Yeah. Now, something that even... is... Well, before we go off on this, something that is interesting mm. to me in researching this, is mm-hmm. that the history of this wasn't even unearthed until 1996. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought it had been a history thing that everybody had known about all this time. No. But it wasn't until the Oklahoma Commission to Study the Tulsa Race Massacre Mm -hmm. uh, was named that they even, uh, you know, 75 years afterwards, that they even figured out that, you know, 300 people were killed, 800 people hospitalized, you know, Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of people made homeless, you know. Uh, millions of dollars in real estate, a whole you know, a whole city, pretty much, up in flames. Yeah.
1: Well, the the, the 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 area was known as Black Wall Street because it was one of the most right. prosperous black areas in all of the country. And, right. I mean, to get back, like, I, I mentioned Birth of the Nation. That movie from D.W. Griffith, it's basically the most racist movie ever made, but it also, mm-hmm. it reignited the KKK. And, yeah. like, that's, yeah. th- that played a huge role in this, where oh, the yeah. cause of this whole massacre was, like, what, like a
2: black man like it was like he, wh- he like whistled at a well 19 year old boy was accused of assaulting a 17 year old white in elevator operator thing. yeah the an yeah. elevator
1: and so the retaliation was well the kkk is going to just destroy and like not only that it was basically oh. funded like it was basically like people yeah. were yeah. were into yeah. this like they, it's such a yeah. well it was insane. a plan they, they,
3: yeah they found out that they've been trying to find a reason they've, they've been this thing has been bubbling up uh mm-hmm. For a while, and and the economy was not in a great place for, for a lot of white Americans. So they were they were just ready for something to be the thing that to set it off.
5: What's yeah. interesting though, too, in in doing research on it, because because like you guys, I mean, I, I well, I can't I can't speak for you guys, but uh, but for me, I, this is not something I knew about. Um, so, you know, again, when usually when something comes up of historical significance, because I'm a big history buff, I start diving into it, and looking at all this stuff. The mm-hmm. one interesting thing in, in looking back through just some stuff online, and part of it is, you know, how much of that is is what really happened, how much of it is not what really happened. You know, what, what you know, it's it's all kind of like people have had to dig in after the fact, because it's almost like after this happened, it was kind of like swept away, and there, you know, there's reports mm-hmm. of people that grew up in Tulsa and were like multi-generational Tulsa uh, residents. And like, they had yeah. no idea that this happened. Yeah. Um, but, but the interesting thing when, when I was reading on it is, and I'm sure it's no coincidence, but at one point before things really got bad, uh, the sheriff, white sheriff was trying to protect the man that was, uh, that, that was uh, implicated in, in this whole thing mm-hmm. because he knew that that stuff was going to get bad that that these yeah. clan members were going to come and that things were going to get get out of hand and and so it's interesting to see when you know as we fast forward in the show that we see that don johnson kind of almost kind of a there's a parallel there right like yes. he's, a, yeah, he's the white purpose. sheriff yeah. in this town right. or police chief of police whatever and you know he you know he he's he's dealing with these these race issues and he's he's for all intents and purposes, and what we know based on what we saw, he seems to be on the right side of, of things. Um, well, uh, the, the correct <laughs> side of things, I should say.
3: We'll see. Um, <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, that's what we think so far. <laughs> yeah. But, so, I, but yeah, this.
2: Well, well this I mean, you can tell Angela's character trusts him implicitly. I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, there's, a, there's some hints there.
0: though. We'll we get yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I,
3: but I know this story was originally told through generations because that's how I learned it. My grandmother told me. My mother told. You know, it went. Yeah. Down it's like who controlled like, from people. Black people didn't control
1: the media, so like the, the no. newspaper reports were like what whites injured in like fire and like it was just yeah. things
3: like that that completely yeah. played and, down the whole And situation. this was just one of the places you know, there were other you know, yeah. places that were wiped yeah. out as well, but this is just one of the well known ones after it was researched. But it's amazing well, how they even went this far. Yeah, that's, I mean, I knew of
4: it going into watching the episode, but I didn't know about it till I don't know, a month or so ago, I read an uh, interview with Lindelof where he talked about it and it inspiring some of the, the plot, and um, I just want to know, you know, it's been, what, 20-some years since it was unearthed, why, why don't we have any, why are there not documentaries and other things out about this, I
3: mean... It's very, very interesting. It's a very uncomfortable subject to talk about. It It is. is, Especially about America itself. Think about it. I mean,
1: In a couple weeks, we get the Harriet Tubman biopic. That is the first time there's been a a biopic about Harriet Tubman in movies. I mean, things take. I mean, this is one of the most socially important people as part of the civil rights movement, and they're just now getting their biopic. Meanwhile, like the guy that invented window wipers on a car got a biopic. I mean, so So The woman who invented
2: (laughs) who invented the miracle.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the um,
2: Joy movie got a Joy. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's well, not uncommon how we know no, no. in order for things, things
4: to truly progress, you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. just how okay.
2: it is. So Well, this scene is brutal. I mean, we just, are not yeah. spared at all. We see people dragged from their homes, set on fire. We mm-hmm. see people dropping stuff from airplanes. Which actually uh, yeah. which happened. Which like actually yes, it did happen. That's yeah. a
1: real thing. They had yep. airplanes yeah. flying into this shit. I mean, oh my god.
2: Um, yeah. it, was, it was an all-out war. Domestic we, warfare, yeah. We see some guys in clan robes, some not, uh, pulling people and setting them on fire, just shooting them like mm-hmm. dead in the street. Um, again, does not pull away at all. It's uh, brutal. Uh, the mother mm-hmm. and father are carrying the boy through the city, uh, literally dodging bullets. Um, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they go into a friend of theirs' garage, and their friend is like, I don't have any room to take you, man. I don't have any room to get you out of town. He's got all of his stuff packed on, a, on a, a wagon, and he said, just take the boy then. And he hides the boy in a, uh, like, a trunk, a steamer trunk, and tells so him to get...
3: Had... Oh, I'm sorry. I, sorry to, to cut you, but it, so, I was talking to a friend about this, and he was saying to me, wow, this is imagery is so much like another superhero origin where mm-hmm. a child is put, he, you no. know, like, is hidden... To to save that child, the parents, you know, sacrifice themselves to get
2: that child away. Away, yeah. Uh, Gee, what was that superhero? Um, uh, Super hmm. Supes? Meteor Man. (laughs) Uh, Man. Yeah, Meteor Man, that's what it was.
4: My Uh, whole thing was the friend, I'm like thinking, okay, stuff is more important than your friends.
2: No, him getting the hell out of Mm -hmm. Mm there quickly was more important. (laughs) Right. That's what I took from it. He was trying to get the hell out of there in a hurry. And it's a, a,
1: man, I mean, any man. hindsight you apply to this, there are airplanes bombing the city right True. now. There's, it's yeah, hard exactly. to just think of what things matter the most at this
3: point. And <laughs> plus, you have to take into context, back then, um, people of color did not have much. And so heirlooms meant a lot when you're coming up. So, yeah. you know, taking all those th- I mean, that meant something. You know, you, you take the most important heirlooms from your family and you take that with you when something happens. It's happened. It, it's happened many times.
1: Ultimately, none of this matters anyway, which is a sad part.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's
2: true. His father. He, uh, pull, oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, I was, I was just gonna say he gets wrapped in his uh his Kryptonian blanket, the American flag.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, the um his father tears a piece of paper, writes a note on it, and folds it over and puts it in the boy's pocket. Mm-hmm. And the boy is try, about to suck his thumb, and he pulls his. Son's done. He's got to be strong, boy. You got to be strong. And he shuts the chest. And as the the wagon's rolling out of town, bullets go through the chest, Mm. and the boy is able to see through the bullet holes. You know the carnage that's going on. He just lays down and and I'm just thinking.
4: I'm just thinking. Bullets just made these holes. Why would I stick my eye up to it? I'd be scared like hell. Five,
3: because
2: you're yeah, a child.
3: Exactly. And you don't know you're about five. mortality. Oh, looking
2: for your crazy. mom and dad, he's maybe? A, he's uh, a
4: braver five
3: year old than me. <laughs> but it also had that imagery of his world being destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's watching his world implode. Uh, so that was just an amazing thing to to yeah, see, he... and and what
2: would that do to this boy? He watches the uh, building his parents were in explode. Yeah.
1: Uh, as this is all happening and i'm watching this on sunday night i went from i'm casually sitting on my couch to like i'm excited like i'm sitting up in my chair like
3: what's going yeah. on
1: right now
3: <laughs> This is insane. you can't casually watch this show like I, <laughs> I was on i was on pins and needles the entire episode like there was no moment where you just sat back and you were just you know passive
1: yeah like i'm, I'm taking notes because i like i wrote about it but i'm like oh, I need to put this down for a second.
4: <laughs> a I, I was watching on. it intently and still had to rewind a few times and then had to watch it a second time just to make sure I caught everything because I missed so much. Mm-hmm. Just so much going on.
2: Yeah, I've watched, I've watched it twice. And, I'm, and the second time I saw things I didn't even notice the first time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the, as uh, you know, all this chaos is going on, the wagon is turned over and crashes outside of town. The boy blacks out for a while when he wakes up, it's nighttime. He steps out of the chest and, uh, there's no one left alive and the entire town is burned to the ground behind him. And he hears a baby crying and he finds the baby out in the field and he wraps it up in an American flag, as you mentioned. And, uh, we see him pick up the baby, look behind him, and then look forward and then we see the opening credits, the title credits. Uh, with (coughs) the title, oh, well I'm just wanting to
3: say Oh I'm he sorry. read the note.
2: He read the note too. I'm sorry. He read the <laughs> note that his father said it said watch over this boy.
3: Just the look of that imagery of a black child being wrapped in the American flag. I mean I know. you know, so many times we are not looked at as part of America when when they talk about a mainstream thing, you know, mainstream America or whatever, that's the least of things that you know is pictured when you are when you first think of that. But, I mean, you could tell this was all done on purpose to, like, you know, it's almost like a smack in the face to see this this child uh, uh, wrapped in that flag after what happened because uh, they were killed by Americans, other Americans. So it was just, I mean, already it's just a... a you see the division that this show is going to deal with. No doubt. The
2: title pops up, right, on this part? Yes. Summer and we're running out of ice. And we find out where that lyric comes from at the very end of the episode. Uh Yeah. Which is kind of ironic. (laughs) Straight darkly hilarious, I guess. Um, We do a fade now to that same stretch of road. uh, Modern day. Uh, We see a guy driving a pickup truck. We notice... I notice that he has a... It's a battery... Yeah. Not, not the gas, so I guess we still have the battery-powered cars. It's uh, mm-hmm. Manhattan, right? He, he... Right, he yeah. was able to make enough lithium that they were able to solve that problem in that battery-powered uh, cars, which makes me uh, wonder about the watch battery thing, but we'll get to that later. Um, but he's driving, and, he's, and he gets pulled over. Now, it's important to notice here that it's a white driver of the pickup truck and a black cop, which mm-hmm. was an interesting... Um, that was an interesting dichotomy, you know. Usually, yeah. Oh, and sure. the way the and the way that the dude plays it, he's very scared. Like, yeah. You know, he's he he has that one bit of like he asks him you know where he's going and all this other stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then he says, "Can I see your your stuff?" And he says, "If I can see under your mask."
1: Yeah, the cop is wearing
2: a mask, so he's right. hiding his identity. Right. Mm-hmm. We find out later that's because of a thing called a, uh, a white knight uh Angela explains later where uh the it was three years ago this uh the seventh cavalry this splinter group that has kind of taken like the teachings of Rorschach and kind of melted it to white supremacy um uh, basically slaughtered cops like found out where cops lived and, mm-hmm. and, and attacked them in their homes under cover of darkness and uh and uh killed all of them so the uh, while the, uh, the the cop is you know shining a flashlight through the car, he sees uh, in the the glove box where he got his registration of, out of a Rorschach mask, and in, uh,
1: implicating him as a part of the as a part of the Seventh Cavalry,
2: 7th Cavalry right? right? So he goes back to the car to radio it in, and it turns out that in this world, the uh, the police uh, guns, the guns for the police are under lock. Uh, under electronic lock inside the car, and he has to get an authorization from dispatch to get it unlocked. And I guess it's the, the asshole guy because he's like, if anybody yeah, it's but him, Panda. yeah, that's oh, yeah, Panda. Yeah. And Panda is like really hesitant. He's like, you know, uh, asking him every question and you know and thing. And then finally, he buzzes it once. It doesn't work. He has to buzz it like two or three times. He finally gets the gun out and uh, and cocked. And by that time, the the dude in the pickup truck has come out put on a Rorschach mask and is gunning him down, killing the Mm -hmm. policeman with a submachine gun right through his windshield.
3: Now this really hits you hard because it makes you you think about it, especially where we've had problems with police shootings over the years, where you might think to yourself, that might be a good thing if they had something like that, where you just couldn't pull your gun on somebody. But then this also makes you question that though. Right. Because if you do do that, like there's, there's a whole point of doing good. Like it seems like this world is, you know, this is a utopia almost. But there's also problems with the utopia, right? Or, or you know, what you think is 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 a better yeah, way right, of, of doing things. Right beneath things. the there's, veil, there's still bad right, things going on. Can... Which is I love. Like it's, it's not just black or white uh,
2: kind of thing. It really makes you think. Look at all of the all sides of this. Um, I, I'm going to mention this here that he, uh, the guy in the pickup truck told the cop before he killed him he was hauling lettuce mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. and
2: then he throws a head of lettuce on the dead cop's body yeah well he's not dead yet off. oh right yeah. I'm, sorry, like, yeah, shot. I'm sorry I'm mean, sorry you're absolutely correct I, his name is Charlie Sutton by the way I'm looking at the cast now. Um, we then cut to an all black uh, production of Oklahoma the, play, the musical
1: right which is clearly infused with like black culture as well in terms of Mm -hmm. how the soft, the song is being performed. And even the specific, like we're seeing the end of it and it has some very specific lyrics that kind of play into the themes going on. It's just like, it's again, it's like, boy, this is subversive, the TV show right now. Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) And, uh, we pan to the, uh, from the performers into the crowd and we see two empty seats. And then we see Judd Crawford, who is Don Johnson's character. And his wife. And he's singing along to Oklahoma having a great time. Um, and then a policeman, again, wearing a mask, like Aaron said, comes in and interrupts him during the uh, the performance. And, uh, you know, it tells me you know, what has happened to the police officer. Um, we then cut to the hospital, and we meet Looking Glass. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. You who know, uh, killed you know, him. Uh, Buster, oh, he always does though, man. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, to me, to me, this me a movie was, like, he's been bad in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. He's always, he's always. I, like, an I just saw
1: him. He's in a movie called Just Mercy that's coming know. out soon with um, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fox, and he plays a convict, and he's so good <laughs> It's like, and now he's yeah. like here, and I'm like, Tim Blake Nelson is. I agree. He's consistently very good in things, but between that and like Buster Scruggs last year, it's like yes. this guy. Yeah is all over the place like doing like really cool stuff right now.
4: And yet right now yeah, but it does never fails. Every time I see his face on screen, I instantly think of oh brother, where art thou?
2: <laughs> I thought you was a toad.
1: I
4: th-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think of how he's never going to become the leader. That that's every time oh, I think God. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Unless uh, Feige pulls that out of his backpack, like, I guess what guys? <laughs> like, hey, I'm creative control <laughs>
2: officer now. I can do what I like. Never I can't know. Be Feige. We, we got yeah, to back up. Uh, and Hulk and the leader are going to be in it in the background at one point.
1: It's going to be right. great.
2: Um, we meet Looking Glass. He has a, uh, it looks like a, kind of a Rorschach mask, an all over head mask, but it's a mirror. In fact, there's this a part in the scene where Don Johnson tells him to put his mask on so he can fix his tie. Yeah, yeah I like <laughs> that. Which is great. Um, Looking Glass brings uh, um, Judd up to speed on everything that has happened. And um, he says, uh, according to the tape, uh, he was hauling lettuce. There was a head of lettuce on the scene. Romaine, I believe. And Judd looks at him and goes, were there croutons? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Not that I could ascertain. (laughs) That's another
3: thing. This show, even with the heavy material, this show has a sense of humor
1: as well. The dialogue so whip smart.
2: Like, it's just really good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you know, I have the, the, well, there are a bunch of great lines, but we'll get to that later. Um, uh, Judd goes to the uh, the officer's home to tell his wife, and I guess this shows that all the cops have cover stories yeah. in this world, you know, that, like, the cops are actually undercover in their own lives. Um, his cover story is that he was at night school studying to be an engineer and that they're going to say it was a carjacking that he got shot in. Um, again, uh, if you think about what happened with the White Knight, that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. And Don Johnson's so good in the scene. Yes. Oh, yes, This scene really stuck out to me because it's just like, yeah, you know, he's like, I know what you're thinking. Screw this guy and the horse he rode in on. I'm yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, just played it, played it perfectly. It was just great.
1: It, it's so like because he's he has to tell this woman, but he's also like interrogating her at the same time. Like, there's yeah. so many things happening here, and Don Johnson is so good because he's he. We don't know him right now. We don't know him really at all, but I mean, we don't, even in this moment, we're still like, how are the cops function in this world? There are a lot of black cops, so that's different, but he's the white chair. Like, what what's at play yeah. here? And so he, inter- and he interviews this, you know, this black woman whose husband's been shot, and it's like, okay, he has to both play into being a nice person and, like, <laughs> comforting her, but also, like, really grill her hard on, like, whether or not she's told anybody about this thing, if there's anything else going on, like, oh, my God, it's good. <laughs> My My
5: favorite part though, is when she goes, "Yeah, he always liked you, and he's like, oh no he he likes me like he's he's not dead yet he's yeah. he's still alive. Let's use the present tense, let's keep it posy. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just just the way that was delivered again, Don another i I haven't seen Don Johnson this good, and it, I can't remember when I mean do not he's,
4: since he's... ten, cup.
2: ten cup. <laughs> wow, not since the video for Heartbeat. <laughs> oh Lord, no. that was a good song. You're There's a deep it. cut for you, friends. <laughs> that was a great song. Not, didn't do nearly as well as his. Uh, oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> we then cut to uh, career day at school, and we meet and we see Angela Avar who is our our main character, main protagonist, Regina King, totally killing it. She oh. is. Uh, there are a ton of of, of things going on in the scene more than just her making cookies, so i make sure I get them all. Well, first, the, um, the eggs. Well, no, even before that, they cut to a TV, which okay. is showing a 24-hour feed of Dr. Manhattan on Mars.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And it says 24 hours in, this, in the corner. And he's on Mars, and he's building a castle, and it looks like he's tearing it back down again. Now, on second watch, I noticed this looks a lot like the castle that Adrian Vita's in.
4: It's a replica of it.
2: Yeah, it looks like it looks exactly like that castle. So I mean, it's not trying to be the castle from the comic, which looked like no. a giant watch. Right. This looks like he's trying to make an allusion to V. So, I don't know if that'll play out or if that was meant or whatever, but I didn't notice it. And also, my other. My, my oh, other, oh, sorry, my other
1: just real quick, my other curiosity is if this is actually real. Like if That's back, what I thought too. If it's an actual camera on Mars, or if it's oh. just like we need to let people, we need to help people think Propaganda. that he's out there. Well, yeah. there's yeah. definitely no, there's
4: something going on because, like, oh yeah, there, like the whole thing with the squid brain is
1: yeah. We'll get to that
2: too. There's yeah. like, Why would that happen? Or is it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> while yeah. while we um while we show him, you know, building up and tearing down a castle, she's explaining the way egg whites work in cooking. And while she's separating the eggs from white and yolk, the yolks make a smiley face in the bottom of the bowl. Mm-hmm. And the one yolk has a...
5: Like, you know how sometimes you get the little right. vein or oh. whatever whatever the hell yeah, that is? red dot. Yep. Yep.
2: Got the little red in it,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, she whiffs them up, too. We also see a poster on the wall that says, Anatomy of a Squid. mm mm-hmm. uh, This is before we see the squid rain. And we also see a poster on the wall that says... Uh, that Robert Redford is currently the president and has been since the late '80s. Since Nixon. Yeah. 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 Since after Nixon. <laughs> um, she talks about um, being from
1: Vietnam, and we learned that Vietnam is like a, is the 51st state of the United right. States. Mm-hmm, that was right. in the yeah.
5: What, yeah, that was in Watchmen too. So.
2: Yeah, that was in the book, and um, she says she was, uh, uh, you know, she worked. At, she goes through all her story about uh, how she lived there and then moved here and became a police officer. Was a police officer there and then became a police officer here and then was shot on white night and became a baker um and the and well
1: that you have the kids yet yeah, we well, have her son who's kind of brooding in the corner and then right. you have a, another kid who who asks if she was able to get her bakery because of redfordations um which i guess is like slang for reparations which, oh, right. yeah. which yeah actually because, came through yeah. because
4: redford redford did it and yeah, it's so good. it's it's actual reparations, but mm-hmm. re- but the slang for it is redfordation.
1: Yeah, I, I understand, and it's and so yeah. the, and the uh, the son gets super mad and goes and punches the other kid in the face. <laughs> wow, uh, yeah,
2: well, something I wanted to mention real quick before we got off of this. Yeah, on the very last page of the Watchmen comic, one of the things that uh, the guy says to the other guy at the frontiersman um, uh, office is that Redford is thinking of running for president yep. in eighty eight.
0: Yeah.
2: So this is a, a nice, you know, payoff of that. Right. Um, and this is also and, when and we the, get the backstory uh, on the White knight too mm-hmm. that I mentioned before. And the uh, what the twenty-two,
1: the twenty-second Amendment still like doesn't count anymore because he's been pre- he's been, he's still president. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, Edford is <laughs> yeah. the
5: longest-serving U.S. Yeah. president
2: Which, after yeah. previously yeah. was Nixon, who is now on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> So um, the boy asks about Red forations and uh, she's like, excuse me? And her son jumps him, and they fight. <laughs> and we get we cut to the car where he has a bloody nose, <laughs> and she's driving him home.
1: He she, she, she says that he's racist, and she has this line. She says, he's not racist, but he's off to a good start. Yes.
2: And good advice for a bloody nose. Don't lean your head back. Punt, yeah, pinch, you know, it. It. Pinch, pinch it. Pinch it. Yeah. That's what you That's do. That's right. Um, and all the way home. It rains some squids and a bunch of yeah. goo. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it's it's so funny
5: because it's like an alarm yeah. goes off. Yeah, we people don't know what it like, is. It, 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 people are just – it's funny because obviously this has been going on for 30 years, so
1: people are just right. like, ugh, right. this again. Yeah. It's, it's more just, of an inconvenience than a surprise. Yeah, they're right. just
5: so done with – it's like I'm done with this. Like I'm so over this.
2: Let's talk, yeah. So it's raining squid. Why is it raining squid now? Like, well, because question. this is a this is a uh, sequel to the comic, not the movie, and there was <laughs> a squid in the comic. So this is obviously an allusion to that. But like, like you said before, yeah, why? is it part? Is right. it is is it a transdimensional portal that's remained open? Mm-hmm. Is it the government making sure everybody's still scared of the monsters from Planet X? It's a is home. it? I mean, who knows? Fake news. I
1: love the visual of this too. Like it's so like at first yeah. I'm like this. This reminded me of Magnolia among other things. But just looking at the like the kid under the glass, putting his hands on the school squ- like on the on the other side of the glass, looking at the squid, the squid's inking and they're like yeah. s- slithering around. The shots of the asphalt, what seeing the squid all lying a- across the floor. Then the charlatan. So-
2: oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, she totally has she totally has a squid squeegee like ready. That's how I was you say, know? Yeah, yeah it's like obviously she's away. done this a bunch of times, like Russ said. You know, yeah. it's just like oh brother. Um, the next scene, we see a squid truck. So, I, like you said, this has been going on for a long time, and it's a squid cleaning truck going by her house. And we meet Angela's husband Cal and one of her daughters. Uh, and by,
1: uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. I really like this guy. He's been. Oh yeah, a yeah. he's and, good. Um, yeah. I really like the presence he's good, of him. So he yeah.
2: Totally, um, she comes home and uh, she, he says, "Your pager's been blowing up." <laughs> I was like, yes. "What?" <laughs> also, they have pagers. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. What I'm saying—that's yeah. what I'm, that's the point I'm making. Uh, like, like what? 2019 pagers. Wow, yeah. cool. Yeah, well, the like, other base- thing, sorry,
1: space, heart- Based on what we're seeing, like we're not seeing internet and we're not seeing smartphones. Like no. it's no. very clearly stuck at a certain time uh, as far as how technology's advanced in that regard.
5: And not to harp on it too much, but they, again, they're they're all battery powered cars, not not combustion cars. Mm-hmm, but I thought it was funny mm-hmm. that the guy in the truck who obviously had a battery powered truck in the beginning, when he gets out, like you could see the exhaust come
2: out of the back of the truck. There were a couple what times was the exhaust was condensation from the <laughs> hydrogen cells. Come on, Russ. <laughs>
1: if Mister Fusion taught us anything.
2: Um... <laughs> Little um, Bighorn. Yeah, it says the pager says Little Bighorn, which I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but the Seventh Cavalry were the cavalry that were taken by the uh, Indians at Little Bighorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they get their that's where they get their name. I thought that was another like this is super clever. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, she's obviously that means something big time to her because she's like I'm going to the st- I'm going to the sh- uh, the bakery. I'll be gone. You need yeah. to pick up our kids. He's like okay, and he obviously knows something's up.
3: Right. Because there's no conversation of usually in a movie, you know, some kind of show, whatever. There's got to be 50 questions like, why are you leaving? What is going on? Where are you going? What are you doing?
5: So, the the interesting part of this is and again, this is just part of bias of watching trailers and stuff like that. When she said she wasn't a cop anymore and she was shot and we know she's a vigilante playing on the show. Or, well, we thought she was a vigilante. But anyway, I, I really thought she wasn't a cop anymore. So when all this Me started too. happening, I was like, oh, man, this is good. Mm-hmm. This
2: is really good. Um, as Look. she's walk, Oh, I'm sorry. Go uh, you're you're going to say what I'm going to say, probably. Keep okay. Going. As she's walking to the bakery, we see a blimp with an ad for American Hero Story. Mm-hmm. And the side yes. of a bus, we see a picture of Hooded Justice, American Hero Story. Can we say you know? we called it in the Zero episode? <laughs> I can't wait to see more of your what, story after seeing that. End. What'd you call Probably. that? There'd be like a series. We, we kept we saying,
5: should, you know, how are they yeah. gonna how are they gonna tie this back, or how are we gonna see these other characters? And we thought, we thought maybe they'll it'll be a documentary or some uh-huh, like TV series, show or some right. kind of serialized or something. Cartoon, yeah. But uh-huh.
1: well, it's, yeah, it's and it's. Because it, it's it's called American Hero Story, which right. is kind of amazing. Because Regina King starred in American Crime Stories. So like, <laughs> yeah, which I loved her on too. Yeah. And yeah, we still got the Zeppelins, which were in the comics as well. So it's
2: like right, right. That was cool to see. Um,
3: really, a Batman right.
2: animated series thing going on, right? We got Zeppelins. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, as she's she gets to the bakery, uh. We see someone reading a newspaper that says, Viet could presume dead. Yes. Declared. Um, He's like, declared dead. Declared declared dead. dead. Right. And the name of the bakery? It's Milk in Hanoi. Dude, (laughs) that's the most Watchman
5: ass Watchman thing in this. I know there It could be any more
2: Watchmen than Gunga Diner, you know? (laughs) Milk in Hanoi. Get it? It's almost a pun. (laughs) That's like the greatest thing. But uh, as she's unlocking the door, Louis Gossett Jr. is there yeah, right? in a wheelchair. I'm like, hey, it's Louis Gossett Jr. I'm saying. And he says, he says, when are you going to open that place up? Says, in a few, she says, in a few months. And then he says, do you think I could lift 200 pounds? And she's like, yeah, sure. She's like, sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes inside. And then we get this awesome Sister Night suit-up scene. Mm. I loved it. Oh so Oh, my cool. gosh. This so incredible. It was great. She opens a little drawer, and she's got the crucifix and the, the badge and her baton in there. So
1: what cool. a great, like, costume design. Like, it's it so, is like, incredible. No it, it doubt. Fits so the, it fits the world. It fits the handmade aspect, yet it still looks yes. unique. It's something that's, like, the cosplay is already there. Like, you can't... You don't get that often. Something that just, like, seems no. like it feels iconic, right? In the first fucking episode of a show like this. <laughs> Dude, when they show her walking,
5: anytime she's walking, and the way that that coat with the tails, like, oh, it fans it out like works. a cape, it's yes. just, it's awesome. Like, it, it's it's the visual on that almost. is, is looks,
3: striking. Yeah, I can't wait for the cosplay for that.
5: Yeah. For but just time. the whole bit, you know, the other thing that I thought was was awesome is, you know, we saw the other cops, right? They just have the yellow that they put above their, you know, up, up to their eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that she goes the step further and has the 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 airbrush over her eyes, the black paint. Yeah. to Again, help further conceal. Like it's it's not just oh, I'm just going to put this thing up, you know, up to my nose. I'm also going to, you know, instead of actually wearing a mask, I'm going to put something that helps further conceal you know and then the hood it just it's it's a it's a phenomenal look it, it for something so more simple, mm-hmm. it's it's both simple and 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 elegant at the same time like it just it looks fantastic
1: because it, it's it also commands... like it's
2: practical too like it, yes you can, oh yeah, you, can under, right. you can
1: believe her being in action sequences because of how yeah. it's structured
2: yeah right like when she has that fighting scene later she actually can move in that outfit and you believe it yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's really not really it's really not like you have to cut really away at. from like Batman's rubber costume. Right, or right. yeah, Michael Keaton can't turn his head. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we see a great suit up scene. How about that bitch and ride, man? That like oh. Um, oh, that, man. Mon- that Monte Carlo with the, yeah. black black the windows
1: blacked
2: uh, yeah, out. It's hell, suddenly man. a black rotation picture as we're like watching her drive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh I don't know. um he, she um, arrives at a trailer park and we see a graffiti that says fuck Redford. <laughs> uh, written on the side of the road <laughs> on a wall somewhere. And she uh, breaks into a, uh, a trailer, grabs a dude, knocks him out, and then goes off to see Judd. Um, Badass. She, I know. Um, she She's showing up just during a department-wide meeting. This is the first time. Now, they refer to him as Red Knight in the show, but he's referred to as Red Scare on IMDb. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Red Knight. Um... Yeah, the intern just, messed, it messed it up. Yeah, the intern must have messed it, it be, up. It could be, who knows? Um, but you know, because uh, Tim Blake Nelson's character asked earlier, she, he should wake up right at night in the rest. Mm-hmm. He says, "No, let him sleep." Uh, we also first see Pirate Jenny in this scene. Yes, uh, and but this smacks you. Mm-hmm. But this really
3: smacks you in the face of because I like Russ. I thought she was going to be someone outside the law, right? Fighting right, and so in this when she's walking first, I, the first thing I thought I had was. Is she that badass that she's going to break into the police station to <laughs> to get new, you know, to kind of get information or intel on, you know, whatever guy she's taken down? I was wondering that, that too. Down. Yeah. Like how like is it a
1: Commissioner Gordon Batman thing? or is it Yeah. Just like, I'm yeah. Still what I want like. <laughs> so it just
5: seems like the detectives get to kind of wear their own wear their own gear. Right. right. Like they get right. to do their own thing,
2: which is cool. Like the minute men. Right. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. own yeah. Thing. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously, like, the chief... Like, Looking Glass is obviously a chief detective. You know, Angela's obviously, uh, you know, a, career, a veteran. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely the higher-ranking cops that get to have that persona. It seems to me anyway. Um, he's showing the 7th Cavalry TikTok video. And it's interesting to note in this that you get some of the actual quotes from Rorschach's journal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um like kind of uh, mixed in with their, you know, kind of uh, subverted to their um, white supremacy. Um, so we can assume from this that the journal did get out there in some form, right? Right. Um, you know, it's so the same, uh, mostly the same video we saw in the trailer, where ending with TikTok, 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 TikTok. Um, the whole scene is visually it's
1: spectacular. It's it's very oh, it's stunning. There's a lot of visual symmetry going on in both the presentation of the of the cavalry and. Uh, Don Johnson in the police station. Like, there's, it, it's very much aligned purposefully, and it looks really fascinating. It's both menacing to see, you know, the, this group of Rorschach worshippers that are taking away the wrong message. Hmm, I haven't seen that happen before. And right. like, <laughs> watching this group of cops that are all,
2: you know, in masks. Like, there's, yeah. there's,
1: there's a lot of stuff going on there.
2: They say it's been three years since the cavalry had, had attacked, and they thought they were gone, mm-hmm. but evidently they weren't. And, uh, they, he asks for article four so that they can unlock, uh, emer- make an emergency release of all their weapons. And Panda reads the, uh, Panda's hilarious. Panda <laughs> reads the rule from the book and then, uh, Judd calls it. And then uh, Panda says, you're making a mistake, chief. And he says, it's my funeral. And then he says something. I've watched, I've played this back a few times. I thought he was saying "ego ipse custodis Custodio, which is Latin for "who watches the watchman." Yeah, that's what I thought he said. Yeah, that's what Ooh. it seemed like. <clears throat> um, Judd goes to his office, and his Sister Knight is waiting there for him, drinking out of an owl mug. <laughs> there's a there's an under the hood novel on his desk. Too. Yes, that's right. Now, something I, I heard online, which I don't put any credence in, was a theory that Judd is actually Dan Dryberg, aka Night Owl. Nah,
3: nah I don't because know. of the I owl stuff in his, his
2: office and yeah. under the hood, and then the I only thought later. that from the trailer when
3: he's flying, but I didn't think it after we started watching it. Yeah, I
2: yeah, anymore. Any anything
3: yeah. I
2: could have thought about that that has been quelled by just what happened in this episode? It just doesn't right, yeah, add right. up to me. Um, she's telling she tells him that she's got a guy in his trunk, <laughs> and or she's got a guy in her trunk, and he's like, "What?" And she goes. Look, I knew you were going to have us go round up all the likelies. I just skipped a step. Yeah, I knew I knew what you were going to do. Because you're a renegade cop. And uh, he's like, oh, you knew. And she goes, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew. And then she says, I got a nose for white supremacy, and he smells like bleach. Yeah. Um, Ouch. Yeah. But she was pissed, too, that
5: he didn't call her last
3: night.
2: It's a great yeah. line. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, it's an awesome line. It really but
2: is. He, he, You know, he's like, why weren't you at Black Oklahoma? (laughs) It's like, oh, our sitter crapped out or whatever. We find out that's not true later. (laughs) She just didn't want to go to Black Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Nice banner between the two of them. And you could tell, Mm -hmm. like, by the way they play it, they've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, Then we get the pod interrogation scene. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Which was
2: incredible in so many ways. First of all, you know, you got a uh, looking glass taking the guy that uh, um, Angela has taken uh, into uh, this, like, is, well, I guess, you know, it's a pod. It looks yeah. like a, a big round right. room and with two seats in it. And Tim Blake Nelson played this off just perfectly. Just, mm-hmm. And while, while uh, he's interrogating the guy, they're showing all these images all over the walls. And they're reflecting off of his mask in such cool yeah. ways. Yeah. Um in in such a Rorschach way, um, obviously. And there's even a Rorschach inkblot at the end, right? Um, but he asked him over and over, you know, are do you are you now, or have you ever been associated with the white supremacist group known as the Seventh Cavalry?" Mm-hmm. And he asked him that like eight times. Yeah, uh, as he asked him other questions, you know, like, "What do you have for?" Do you this?
3: pay your taxes? And- very right. very big comp,
5: right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Right. And the. So, as- and the stuff um, being shown on the screens, it's like it's very mm-hmm. Americana, but there's also like insertion of like uh, white supremacist imagery, yeah, right? yeah. Like, all kinds of propaganda imagery. Like there's a lot of this like is, different things going on to really fuck with this, this. is guy. also <laughs>
2: where we this is also where we see Nixon on Rushmore. Yes, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. these pictures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's the iconography is very much Americana, and then also again switching to KKK and, and, uh, and Nazi imagery as well. They're um, to back up a bit.
1: They're the the flags too for America. The um...
2: We, get the cur- oh, right. we, we
1: see the current flag that has, like, a bunch of states on it, uh, but yeah. we also see, well, like, in the trailer, like, when she gets the guy, there are people that, like, as opposed to a Confederate flag, they just have a flag that has 51 states on it, as if, like, that's the, like, that's the America they know. Like, it's, Right. It's
2: just... mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because the new flag is, like, a big circle of stars yeah. in the center with the stripes behind it,
0: yeah.
2: <clears throat> uh, looking glass comes out from the pod and says, Oh, he knows. He knows exactly, you know what, what's going on. He's part of their group, uh, and they do a lot of quick cuts in the pod to like the guy's eye reaction, Yes, um, so lip I love reaction, that. whatever. Almost yeah. like looking glass. It's almost like that Tim Roth character who's a human lie detector. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sweet. kind of, like maybe has that kind of skill. But um, like, well, there's my question. Do you like? Do you
1: think it's just like he's very intuitive, like he's a Sherlock kind of thing? He just really can read people well, or do you think he might actually have like some kind of ESP? I mean, there's not much in the way of actual superpowers in this universe,
3: but...
2: Uh,
3: I don't know. They, they the have a lot or, of fits. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm sorry. I just thought that there might be like a little something in the map. Maybe they have some kind of technology in the, the mask somehow or, or something. Sure, to perhaps. Kind of give off. Or just the blinking. I mean, they do have tests where they see how many times your eyes react to imagery. I mean, mm-hmm. they do record that, so there might be... Um, you know that's a real thing, so they, that might be what they were doing.
2: It could be, yeah. I um, I it, they seem to have real trust in his ability, though. He, yeah, he, I, like, no question. Like when, Wait, no question. Right, there was no question at all. Like we, he said, "Oh, he knows," and they were just you know, took it for like, "Okay, he knows then." And uh, <laughs> it's this hilarious scene, um, where uh, they show Sister Knight walking the guy out, and she's like, "Gee, I'm real sorry. You know, we're all wound up real tight because a cop got shot." Blah blah blah. And he, she's like, I, I really apologize. And he goes, Oh, that's okay. And then she takes him a uh, ninety degree turn <laughs> into <laughs> a back room, <laughs> and then literally beats literally the piss beats and the piss blood out of him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which, oh, yeah. which is ju- it's a,
2: it's just like um, Rorschach
1: going in to take on the uh, the little the um yeah, the guy in jail yeah. in the comic where you right. just you don't yeah. see him actually do you? you just see the the door and the blood kind of yeah. and the piss yeah. come from out from underneath. Like, right. it's, just, it's really trying to evoke that.
4: If if we can back up just a second, I just had a thought. I wonder if that pod, if what was reflecting onto the screens, were from his mind, and he was trying to cover up and thinking of Americana stuff, but the white supremacist stuff was bleeding through.
5: No, I didn't.
3: I took it as, uh, as, as this is yeah, like I they're trying to throw him off. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. Is, this is yeah. Because they said something about his reaction to things. Like, they're, what they were looking at in his eyes are the reaction to the image. Because didn't it end on a
4: Rorschach? Yeah,
3: yeah the last thing they showed yeah. was
4: like a Rorschach. Yeah, cause I, and then that's on. when he says he knows. So that's why I was thinking. I wonder if that was reading from his mind. But this is a world that doesn't have cell phones, so yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, still, it's still
2: 2019. Yeah, no. like, yeah. Right, right. She comes out, shuts the door behind her. Says cattle ranch, and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next scene, scene we see a cop. The, there's you know about a dozen cops uh, trying to sneak into this cattle ranch. Um, we uh, we see uh, as they're you know uh, outside they haven't been detected quite yet. We see the guys in the Seventh Cavalry inside uh, collecting watch batteries. Uh, out of old watches, yeah, they're like just, just... Yeah, old watch batteries too, like yeah. like it's yeah. outdated
5: tack kind of thing.
2: And they got right. a lot of them, like you know,
1: they got they got a whole bag full of like a
2: bunch of batteries, right. In these watches, right? Um, as this is going on, they're alerted to the cops somehow. They, go, they have alarm go they off motion or, sensors, or yeah. motion sensors, something right? Like that uh-huh. and. Um, it becomes an ambush, because they have hidden away a fifty caliber machine gun. <laughs> wow. <Man laughs> Mounted on the back right. of the truck. And, um, all kinds of gunplay goes on. Cows dying left and right, um, police dying left and right. Um, just it a looked adult. amazing. It, it, it looked amazing, the way they yeah. did it. Yeah, the sounds, too. Yeah. Oh, and I haven't mentioned the, the score yet. From, oh, my God. The score. Tell yeah. me it doesn't remind you of Carpenter. Oh, for sure. In some for places, sure. I mean, come yeah. on. I, I loved it. I loved it. But anyway, yeah, cow, cows being gunned down. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, when they're reloading, uh, Red Knight throws a smoke grenade and gives um, uh, Sister Knight her opening. And she goes in there, kicks one guy off the truck, shoots him, kicks the other guy off the truck. Uh, she, they're unable to use the machine gun, and then um, as they're going, as this is happening. Uh, they realize that the other t- there are two more guys trying to get away in a plane. Um, Sister Night corners, uh, runs and chases a guy into a trailer. The guy, um, uh, you know, bulldogs her and tries to fight her. She's able to fight him off, knock him to the ground. But as she does, he takes a suicide dose.
5: And this is the Oops. same
2: dude that shot the cop. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you see them all that they had given
3: out pills. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also. Yeah. I which I uh, thought it, at
5: first it was like I, some sort of like amphetamine or something like. That's like what was, I thought. You're gonna get yeah. all jacked
1: up before we go
3: out there. That's like, exactly what I was thinking. they to do
1: that. When I, I saw that, I thought that I thought it was a good callback to um in the comic when the when well Vite like, really just
2: poisons the guy, but like yeah. that he's he, like the right. guy he
1: has a cyanide pill. I gotta get it.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That is a good callback. Um, they the uh poli- the airplane is getting away. Uh, we've seen Judd and Pirate Jenny like talking to them, but we're not sure where they are. They really don't haven't shown it. Turns out they're up in the sky in a police requisition owl <laughs> ship. Yes. Well, I've looked at I looked at this a couple times, and I, I it's mm. not the original owl ship from the the. No, yeah. No, the, no, the no comic. No. I don't think it looks like it's been adapted technology or whatever. It, it right. looks longer so, too. Like it's yeah long. yeah. yeah.
1: But um, it's still cool. It is way cool. <laughs> Hell <yeah. laughs>
2: it's hella cool. Yeah, it was. Um, you can get high... can get high enough so Don Johnson pulls back on the court even further or back on the yoke even further, and then hits the flamethrower and burns the plane out of the sky. But because they had to go so high and because they get hit with wreckage from the plane, the owl ship crashes. Uh, you know, right there in the cattle Ranch. Um, Angela runs. Um, the owl ship looks like it's smoking and on fire. She tries to break the uh, you know the bu- the glass bubble open to save her you know Judd and Pirate Jenny, but the uh, the hatch breaks open and they both are okay. It like but it's you- funny because it like so this is what I thought
5: was interesting. I'm assuming that was and like it, almost like an escape hatch, right? Like it like it a right. bulkhead where it blew. Then I was like. They're not trying to say he's super strong, right? Like he punched through, because no. that thing flew off. Yeah, so I'm assuming yeah, yeah. it,
1: that's just an ejector. It's that's just what popped, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, right. the delivery of, you okay, is so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> are you okay?
2: <laughs> he comes they, out of the owl ship and asks her if she's okay.
1: They realize how perfect it is because they start laughing hysterically because it's really funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. yeah. That was awesome. Uh, we cut away from Tulsa for once. Uh, and uh, we were, on, it looks like Wales, I think. And uh, we see Adrian Veet out riding. Well,
1: we see Jeremy Irons as an old man.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who wears purple suits and he's yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> called Master and stuff. But okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we see Jeremy Irons out
5: riding. see a lot of Jeremy Irons in this episode, to be fair.
2: Uh, yeah, we do. Well in the next scene especially because we see all of Jeremy Irons <laughs> <laughs> uh, being Jerry Irons up there. typing on an old royal typewriter in the nude uh-huh. while his uh, his maid, Mrs. Crookshanks Miss Crookshanks, is uh washing him <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I he, thought she was massaging uh, his was like massaging. Body. I didn't yeah. I didn't I didn't know. Uh,
3: <laughs> listen.
1: Yeah,
2: that's the, a great. It, exfoliating
5: his
1: skin, I think is exactly, <laughs>
3: exactly.
4: Made me think of coming to America.
3: Yes, a little bit.
5: Okay,
2: we get the idea though. Great.
3: Yes,
5: yes.
2: Um, He's being served. Yes, the <laughs> servants seem very odd. They seem oddly robotic. Like, maybe robotic, yes, maybe that's exactly or domo Something like that. Which or, is uh,
1: I mean, knowing what we know about Vite, even though we don't know <laughs> this is Vite, right, but like, right. I mean, if he's creating like weird saber tiger things or whatever hanging around him, thirty-seven years later or whatever, he could probably
5: right. have built
2: robots
1: at this point. Like, I, I'm thinking either
5: like, robots or some kind of weird clone situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Cl- I mean, like, if you know right. we the genetic engineering thing with bubastis that right. probably cloning.
3: Because would
2: he trust anybody else to be there? Of if he not. didn't exactly
3: create. Yeah, them, he killed he all of
2: his servants and, he, and right, the scientific right.
3: team and stuff. Yeah, so he wouldn't trust anybody. You just know he did something. He made sure that they're under his control.
2: His uh, butler brings him a suit, and uh, he says, "Oh, that's awfully formal." And he goes, "But, but master," and they would call him master. Uh, master, it's your anniversary,
5: and there's one so, candle. Right. So I'm assuming. Cake. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I was. Just saying, I'm assuming it's the one year. If you know, because we're convinced this is Vite. It's the one year anniversary of his
2: being declared dead or being like. Or see, I thought it was his anniversary of saving uh, the world, the Squid Day. Yeah, <laughs> that's squid what Day. I thought. Well, yeah. It was like so, the cake. The yeah, cake, like... cake kind of looked like a squid, like the purple it didn't part kind of looked like a squid yeah, on top, it didn't it? Yeah. And it was in Ozymandias colors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got that. Sorry. I, I, as he's about to eat the cake, his butler hands him, tries to hand him a horseshoe. Yes! And, and it uh, mm-hmm. invites, like, uh, um, no, no, uh, that's a horseshoe. And then he says, oh, oh, would a knife be better, Master? <laughs> a little bit. I forgot to mention.
1: He, we were introduced to him. He's riding in on a pale horse. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yes. it wants to give you this heroic oh, I'm imagery. Sorry, I that. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, by the way, Pale Horse is the name of the band that was playing in New York right. when the whole Squid Attack thing happened.
2: That is right.
3: uh, yeah. Connect the dots.
1: But I mean, you... the whole concept of Vite is that he's trying to be the savior, and mm-hmm. we, we don't know where any of this is going. But things could be happening again.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, celebrating that. What he did, i that also kind of slaps you in the head that he's proud of.
2: He hasn't. He there's no remorse for what he did.
3: You think he did the right things though?
2: And his butler gives him a gold pocket watch.
5: Yes. Uh,
2: He also uh, and then uh, he announces to his butler and maid that he is writing a new play in five acts. And it will be called the Watchmaker's Son, and they will be starring in the play. Yes. And of course, the Watchmaker's Son is John Osterman, aka Doctor Manhattan. Uh, his dad was quite literally a watchmaker, so mm-hmm.
5: that was a weird. That whole exchange was yeah, weird. very weird.
2: Yeah, it was yeah very it
5: was.
1: weird. There's um, uh, like st- like a little <laughs> clock like the. Uh, Statue things like by his like behind him too on his desk or or on his tables behind. Him. There's just like a lot of stuff that evokes. Vi- I mean, it's Vite. I mean, right. Vi- I mean, uh, right it he's He's using a he's using a royal typewriter. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff there that just gives you a lot of energy. And there's also there was a Spartan helmet in the in the background as well. Yeah.
4: Yes. Were we not supposed to know this was Vite?
1: I mean, it's just they they've out and out, they, even, they haven't out, and out yeah. said it. <laughs>
4: oh, I didn't even catch that they didn't say his name. Yeah. Just called him master the
1: whole time. Like, even at like when New York Comic Con, I saw the, like, the cast list of who was going to be there. And it said like Jeremy Irons as who you probably think he is or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, 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 it purposely hasn't said that it's VICE but yes, obviously it's supposed to be vice.
2: uh We then cut to Angela and Cal's house, and it's dinner time, and Judd and his wife are there. And they're having a big you know, uh, dinner together, and uh, Judd goes off by himself to do a little coke.
5: <laughs>
2: you know, at yeah, first caught that. At huh? first, yeah.
5: when he did that, and then came back, and then it was at the end, and I was like, well, "What was the point of that?" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay. Obviously, that's ties into, I'm sure, ties into the intrigue of who he was and what he was mm. into and what was going on. So it it was one of those things at the
2: time where it was like it didn't quite make sense, but but, well, it, it also explains why, at the end of the night, when he's there with his wife, he's still wide awake and willing to go yeah. visit Charlie Sutton when right. he wakes up at the hospital. You know.
1: Also, everyone knows he's doing the coke. Like it's. Yeah, best. yeah, exactly. Like, they're,
2: like, they, <laughs> they're all like,
1: yeah. touching they're their of nose, like politely not him. saying
2: anything, but they just go with right. it. <laughs> um, they start talking about Black Oklahoma, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, it turns out that Angela hadn't even told Cal about Black Oklahoma because she knows he hates musicals. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that Judd uh, played the lead in Oklahoma uh, when he was younger. And he sings, uh, people say we're falling in love, uh, to various cast members working his way around the table to his wife.
1: Which is a super nice scene. It was a great great scene. It was (laughs) a great (laughs) scene.
2: Was. It was awesome. But then it,
3: it, but then it made me think something bad is going to happen
2: because usually that's the case. Yeah. The, oh, you, we're not moment. watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. Uh, Angela and Judd compare notes on the seventh calf, And uh, this is when Angela lets him know that she knew he did Coke, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, this is also where we got the, the scene from the trailer where he, uh, Don Johnson says, tick, tock, tick, tock. Mm-hmm. His, his wife's waiting for him.
3: And she's a lot more, uh, concerned about this whole thing than he, than he seems to be. Like he's pretending
2: right. to not be that concerned about it. Right. Uh, we then cut to, uh, Judd's home and his wife are there. Uh, she lets him know that he knew he did cook. She did, knew he did coke too. Yeah. And w- on his screen, we see the intro. To American Hero Story. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude,
1: I want to see that right now. Do we see the, the perfume commercial at some point for Vites nostalgia thing? No, but he has the big, no. huge bottle on his desk. Because yeah, I, I know we too. hear Unforgettable yeah. at some point. Uh, I'm trying to remember when that was. Because Unforgettable is like, that's the theme of his commercial. Right, right, and then right. they put that in the movie right.
2: also. And it's like, right, oh, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> but anyway, this awesome animated intro of the, minute, the original Minutemen, where it has the reflections in the table mm-hmm. as they're all sitting around. And it has, like, little iconic things of each of the Minutemen. Um, like Man. It has the boot. Well, it has, <laughs> like, you know, well, Mothman has coffee or something, which I thought was weird. But, like, Captain Metropolis has booze, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. And uh, um, the comedian has, like, brass knuckles and stuff. Yeah.
5: And didn't the white supremacist dude that she got, didn't he have a like a dollar bill poster? He had a dollar
2: bill poster. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. Um. Anyway, Judd's at home, and he gets a page on his pager that, that uh, Charlie, the cop who had been shot, uh, is awake now. So he's going to get in his uh, uniform and go meet him. Uh, while he's driving you know, in Oh, like, I'm sorry. The whole getting in the
1: there's something so like for all the like talking and dialogue he has with every character, just him like him getting dressed and getting ready. Like the pride that he seems to wear in like putting mm-hmm. that costume on. Yeah, like it, yeah. it speaks so much to like the kind of person he seems to at least want to present himself as, of the things of himself as. Like it's it's really interesting.
5: Well, and the wife right. is even concerned. Like, should you be driving? And he's like, oh, "I'll get one of the boys to take me."
3: Like, which he doesn't. Like, he drives no. yeah, by himself. Yeah. Which is another thing that made me think, "Oh man, well, this is a- not good." Additionally, <laughs> he I,
2: he's listening to right wing radio on the way home to work. Yes, address. I was going to say they mentioned Senator Keene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, during the radio thing, we also real quick though we also see how much security he has on his house mm-hmm. like there are armed guards that he catches smoking outside of his house there are those lights yeah you know, all on the security perimeter there
5: and you could tell he lives off the beaten path like his yeah, house, his house is,
2: is like high up on the hill yeah himself. it's
5: it's you know obviously because he's and it's interesting too because he's a public figure he doesn't hide his mm-hmm. face yeah. so it makes sense that he would you have,
1: have more secure, like yeah, that. people yeah, yeah, yeah. live in a protect, like, more protected
3: area. Yeah. It look like the one of those well, sorry, but they look like one of those houses, one of those plantation kind of houses, those old yeah. time uh, mansions that they had mm-hmm. back in the day.
2: But as you mentioned, he's listening to right wing radio. Senator Keene is mentioned on the radio, the Keen Act from the comic mm-hmm. book. Uh, he's driving along, all of a sudden he gets a flat tire he gets out and he sees he has two flats and then he sees a spike strip uh, behind him in the road and then a bright light. Uh, we cut back to Angela and Cal who are um, together, shall we say?
5: They're playing, they're,
2: they're, playing, they're playing hallelujah. They're <laughs> knocking boots as they used to say in the 90s. That's
3: um, another thing that I always appreciate when... Uh, there's any kind of superhero or whatever that they have a, a real life. Like they, there's yeah. a tendency to making them almost, uh, you know, that they don't have any kind of sex. They don't react, you know, they don't have any kind of real lives. They're just on duty until the next, uh, adventure. But I, I appreciated this because it really kind of, everything that they show her and him together, it really connects them intimately as a couple.
2: Well, what I thought was cool was that they were doing it in the closet because they have yeah. kids. Yeah. Because I I totally can, I totally... That's another thing, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's another real thing
2: to have yeah, to no do doubt things like you know, that. Think,
3: what it
1: shows is that yeah. the domestic life is, th- they're human and like they're... Yes. Right, as yes. A, but they're also not pathetic. They're not Dan Dryberg. Right. They're just right. a normal
2: couple. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's, humanity is shown very well throughout this, this first
2: episode. So anyway, while they're uh, uh, having fun, the phone starts ringing. <laughs> been and there. Ringing, all right. And ringing. I think we've all been there. So. Yeah, we've all been there. And her husband's like, you better get it, because, you know. <laughs> and, um, this guy on the phone uh, she knows her name. Yeah. Says, says he knows who she is. And tells him to meet her at a giant oak tree uh, alone. So... She, I love the, the scene where she lays down on the bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Pushes. For like a split second, I thought she was just going to go to bed at some crank or whatever. But she <laughs> lays down on the bed and hits a button, and the panel flips over, and there's a big old shotgun right there. Maybe like she, uh, the just like she just
1: pushes her head. She pushes her hands on like the headboard. Shotgun yeah. like instantly yeah, comes yeah. into her hands, and she gets up and grows, grabs another gun, gives it to her husband. Like it's such a it's such a How cool. How like,
2: is that?
3: Like yeah. ready to go. <laughs> like
2: yeah. Yeah. And then it and then goes like where if anybody doesn't her. come.
3: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What? Well, I'm just saying it goes to what she's been through when she talks about the story of them coming to get her. Yeah, yeah. And and whatnot, that she would have all these... She probably has other weapons
2: all throughout the bedroom
3: in secret places uh, in case anything like that that ever happens again.
2: It's just, you know, she says, if anybody comes up that that road that isn't me, shoot them.
3: Yeah. I mean... And you can tell this is a couple that works... You know, they're they're used to working together. Like, there's no... Non you know, there's no nonsensical questions of who was that? What's happening? You know, what where, where are you going? It is not If you that. leave, don't come back. <laughs> right, right. You know, you get that they, they try to they do that so often in in uh in shows, but like he just had that gun, he he looked like he knew how to use it. He's all they, he's all right or die, man. He's all right or die. They've been through this before and in a world where police have been hunted down, I mean There is no, you know, you know, they probably do
2: uh, all know how to use
3: those guns uh, because he knows what she does.
2: Well, after the last attack, I'm sure he learned. Yeah. She uh, goes out there to this giant oak tree. Oof, man. And there's a light shining in her eyes and she pulls out the shotgun and says, turn off that light or I'm going to start shooting. And the light goes off and she sees her friend Judd hanging dead from the tree. Wow. Uh, Lewis Gossett is sitting there mm-hmm. in his, uh, uh, wheelchair with the note that we saw the little boy at the beginning of the show have said, watch over this boy in his pocket or in his lap. And, uh, we see that one of, uh, shoes has fallen off and his badge has fallen to the ground Oof. and blood, blood is dripped on the badge, just like it dripped on the comedians yep. button. In yeah. the first issue of Watch Watchmen.
5: One of the things we didn't we didn't mention before was, though at when they had their dinner scene, they mm-hmm. cut to that overhead shot. Oh right. Everything's real you know, circular, round like the head, you know, right. looks like a clock face, everybody's positioned equally like the like the clock,
2: very Right. And they cut from the, the above scene of uh Vite toasting with his servants, which was also a circular scene Yeah, to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Russ. I missed that one. Oh. That's first first episode of Watchmen. Yeah. So that's the
5: moment. So kind of after that happened, I was like, Watchmen started with the murder. Mm-hmm. The show starting with the murder, and then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now I get it. Like now, this is this is what this show is.
2: Yeah, I heard someone use that as evidence that he was Night Owl too. They killed the comedian in the first one. They're killing the Night Owl in this one, but I, just, I, don't, I don't buy it. I, don't think, see, yeah, I don't gras- think so. Either. I think it's just you know, click bait grasping straws. I didn't it. get yeah. that at all. No. no, I don't know.
1: I don't. I mean, the show could prove us wrong, but like, I don't see a, a scenario where Dan Dryberg has to change his identity and become like this other person. And right. you know, like, I mean, we're gonna get introduced to Sally Jupiter next week, or. I assume, probably. Lori so. Blake. Yeah. Blake. Sorry, no, I, sorry. That's the mother. Sorry, Lori Blake. Um, so, I mean, there should yeah. be more clarity as to, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they mention have- how
5: long that uh, Judd and his wife had been married? I was going to say that might be a clue, a further clue that this isn't Dryberg, because you know, obviously,
2: if they've... Or I, I don't I'm remember trying to you,
5: think. If he mentioned, yeah, yeah. like, that he's been in Tulsa his whole life
2: or I something. Think, well, I think when it comes to things like this, people are just looking for that yeah. kind of thing. Like, oh, well, that's got to be blah, blah, well, blah. So, yeah, he, has, thing, I I mean, he has an accent that suggests
1: that he's from Tulsa, or at least from the area, as opposed yeah. to you know, mm-hmm. being a guy yeah, yeah. like Dan Dryberg. <laughs> so it's like, if that turns out to <laughs> and be... And how
4: old would Dan Dryberg be now?
1: I mean, still fit Don Johnson. Not well, that old. Not 65-ish. Yeah. 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 Oh, never Maybe mind. 70.
4: I'm... I'm thinking of the original Night Owl because I'm thinking he was old in the comic, but, but
1: no. yeah, he was yeah. dead he, in the dead. comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, did. he got he got he got a uh, beamed in his face with his own thing. Yeah. um, I had some oh, other nice notes. Um, okay. no I mentioned uh, uh, the the code when she puts it to her bakery uh, is 1985. Uh, oh, nice. Where the book take place. Uh, man, there's, we, Rorschach has the, or sorry, Walter Kovacs has that whole sign that says the end is nigh when he's walking around. There is a sign when she's walking around, when Angela's walking around that said, the future is bright, which I thought was like, oh, that's funny.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, right, I forgot to nice, mention that. Yeah. That's all nice, I have uh, as far as notes yeah. we can get to or anything else I'm trying to. By the way, the, the title of this episode comes from the musical Oklahoma from, from the song Poor Judd is Dade. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> And the lyric goes, um, you know, he's looking so pretty. Poor Judd is dead. A candle lights his head. He's looking oh so pretty and so nice. He looks like he's asleep. It's a shame that he won't keep. But it's summer, and we're running out of ice. That was a cool way they did the title
5: sequence in the beginning, too. It was very, like, uh, fringe or... Right, uh, that- they
2: incorporated them into the landscape.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm always a fan, fan of that. I like that a lot. And random I, I'm, random example, Panic Room has that for its opening titles which I really enjoy. It's like it just it's just there as if it exists.
5: Yeah, I'm curious if they're um, if this is going to have any kind of like true titles. You know, HBO usually does a true like title sequence, you know, opening opening theme kind
1: of thing for their shows. I imagine next week once you know we pass the pilot, they'll probably have like a more traditional. That's a guess, but I wouldn't be surprised if next week they like introduce the actual. Week to week title sequence. Yeah,
5: I'm curious to see if they if they actually do that. So,
1: like, I can't think of an HBO show that doesn't have a <laughs> title <Yeah>. sequence. <laughs> like, every, every one of them has like some ridiculous song or something that they incorporate. Yeah.
3: Yep. And he loves oh. doing that. Lindelof loves to have yeah. that kind of music. That's, that's the thing I always love watching the after thing of The Leftovers and uh-huh. he talk about what went into that particular. Story and and yeah, he loves it. Like he is, uh he loves those little details, those little little beats that brings out the emotion. You know, his characters are trying to portray, which is uh, I, I expect a, pl- a lot of that in this in this series.
2: Awesome. Well, um, I don't know if I I don't think I want to do a rating system like we do with The Walking Dead. I think what we got is just fine. Just yeah. going over the episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. What well, we thought about it. So,
4: because I was going to say, I was going to give it five five out of five minutes to midnight because it was awesome. But okay, okay.
2: Well, I mean, if you want to do that, you can. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disallowing it. I'm just saying I'm not going to. <laughs> but
4: I'm fine with no readings. It's just that I had that prepared.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's obvious we're going to. You know we're going to be either positive or negative right. on the show. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, but oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, was, I thought somebody was talking. Sorry. I thought yeah, this was right. All okay. right. Okay. Well, uh, gentlemen, where can everyone? Uh, thank you for joining us on Who uh, We Watch Watchmen for the first episode. Really appreciate it. Uh, where can you all be found on the internet? Let's start alphabetically with A. Aaron.
1: Uh, you can find me all over the place, but I'm. Uh, I have another podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. My friend Abe and I discuss new movies on a weekly basis and we also do a lot of fun commentary tracks and all through this month we're doing a lot of fun bonus horror episodes which are really cool. Find that everywhere you can find podcasts. I'm also right Uh, weekly film reviews and some television reviews at WeLiveEntertainment.com. I was able to write about this first episode of Watchmen. Um, I have no idea if I'll have enough time to continue watching, or to sorry continue writing about the show, but I certainly hope to, and I'll at least write about the finale as well. But but I also cover The Walking Dead, of course, and and, uh, movie reviews, as I said. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4.
3: Daryl? Well, if you're listening to this on the dc all-stars feed um i just wanted to i didn't want to i wanted to talk about the show with with the guys that are on this show and i didn't want to have to redo it and talk about the show again uh so i i they're <laughs> kind enough to let me uh post it on the feed so it's it's available there uh and there other a bunch of other uh, great podcasts that are on the taylor network Russ and i are on the uh, Gotham by geeks uh, podcast and me and Jim are on the uh the Nothing's on podcast and you can hear me and Chub on this feed again uh when we cover the the uh CW and uh movies and DC uh the DC TV uh, shows and uh all of that will be available on this on this feed as well if you're listening on the DC All Star feed
1: how is Teen
2: Titans Go versus Teen Titans I enjoyed it. My kids loved it. It was fun. Were you a fan of either either cartoon? No, I've
1: actually only the only Teen Titans exposure I've ever gotten was the Teen Titans go to the movies, and I like that mm. a lot. So, in addition to that being, was fun too. In addition to being like, yeah. I guess I have to watch this show at
2: some point. I'm also curious as to this movie. <laughs> it was fun. Like I said, my yeah. kids are huge fans of the show, and they loved it a lot. Cool, so. cool,
5: cool, cool. Yeah, uh, Russ, I just. Stay tuned here, HHWLOD.com, uh, this, this show, Walking Dead TV, like uh, Daryl mentioned, Gotham by Geeks over on his network. Uh, that's where you can find me.
2: Sweet. In addition to all the stuff that uh, on HHWLOD.com that I'm on and the stuff that Mr. Taylor mentioned, you can catch our D&D podcasts over at uh, oldmagicgaming.com. Uh, we have two different campaigns going on, and uh, we post them every week, Every uh, new episodes of uh, our D&D game. Uh, with uh, We put sound effects and uh, soundtrack and all kinds of good stuff in there to make it a little more listenable. So, um, check that out if you're so inclined. And until next week. Wait. Ticked... Oh, wait, what? Forgot about the Chubster. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. How could I forget? Which
4: all the podcasts have already been mentioned, so you know to catch me there. But then I'm on the socials at ChubToad01.
2: I'm sorry, Joe. How could we ever forget?
1: Unforgettable. <laughs> except when it's Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Until, uh, until next week. Tick tock. Tick tock. just a matter of time, I suppose.
0: why
4: somebody knows
3: heard he'd been working for the government maybe it was a political killing maybe someone's picking off costumed heroes john thinks that there's going to be nuclear war
2: what if that's why someone wants us out of the way so we can't do anything to stop it an attack on one is an attack on all of us
3: watchmen are over what do you suggest we do about it retribution we can save this world
0: Save the world. I no longer have any stake in do it for me. Oh my Will look up and shout, Save us. No whisper. No.